We had part of a semi-ancient uh, announcer's Christmas party at WPTF, which ought to be a tradition, used to be a tradition here, rather. And uh, what would happen is uh, the one of the presiding poobahs, in the case of the one we've used, it was Mario Dell, would, would sit down and folks would just sort of wander in and talk about their favorite Christmas present or their favorite Christmas story or a hymn they liked or what toy they liked when they were a kid or whatever. And uh, in the segment that, that we have um, from, I think, 1987, the, the only regrettable part of it is is that one of our more important and long-running, <laughs> older <laughs> uh, staff members and a longtime friend of mine, Mr. Johnny Hood, was not present. In fact, Maury pointed out that you were on vacation, Johnny. I have no idea where you were. Well, I, Tom, I took a vacation uh, after I had been there for a while, especially after I had uh, started the job as farm director. Uh, during Christmas week, uh, there's nothing open as far as the market news service, uh, uh, the extension service, all of the information sources that one would use in putting uh, agricultural news on the air uh, are closed, and this news is not available. So what I would do is plan a vacation during Christmas week and would fill in the programs for the Southern Farm Network and uh, uh, the Farm Hour on WPTF, which came uh, became the noon report later on, uh, in areas where we couldn't fill with something else, I would pre-record something and have it available, or Tony would do something, and uh, uh, I called on you a few times to do something during that vacation week. In fact, you've just, if you will let me interject here, brought back a horrifying memory because one of those uh, Christmas Christmases, uh, I'd say circa right about this time, I got a call at uh, like midnight saying, uh, could you come in and do the farm hour tomorrow morning? Tony's out of town and Johnny has fallen off the ladder and broken a rib. That's right. <laughs> that would have been 1986. Well, I will tell you the thing that I remember about it is when I got here, and we probably ought to try to stay on Christmas because you and I will have a really good time if we start wandering too far afield. But I got here and started doing the the uh, 5 o'clock news, and all kinds of lights were flashing, and it turned out that our overnight person, who will remain unnamed, had spilled coffee in the control board. Oh, yeah. And, uh, um, and uh, uh, He was the one that was responsible for the rule that you can't have a cup of coffee in the control room. Oh, exactly, and when we moved to these studios, you had to if you had a cup of coffee in the room, it had to have a cover on the top That's of it. That's correct. And so on. But, that, but, but, but now it makes sense that you would take a vacation at that time of year because uh, the markets would be closed because of the Christmas holiday. Right. Well, and now, USDA, would, uh, most of the people with USDA and the information services, uh, uh, they were gone for the holiday. And so why not? take some time off and uh, be with my family, which is what I did. Well, now, you were at WPTF, uh, and we, we're thinking of you sort of here as 1987, but you had already been at WPTF about 15 years then, and you would stay about 15 more years. Right. Uh, and you must have noticed how Christmas uh, observances, announcers, parties, whatever, changed during that time, and that would be something you could, could really tell us about. I noticed uh, the, the music, the Christmas music, uh, kind of changed. Uh, when I first got into broadcasting, and this was even before I came to WPTF, uh, we started Christmas music 
wasn't haphazard. I don't don't get me wrong because it was done on a format. It was uh, almost almost numerical the way they would do it. Uh, there was certain music that we played, say the week after Thanksgiving, uh, that we didn't play until uh, a little bit later on. Uh, other music we played, say the last two weeks before Christmas, and and this is the more the more Christmassy it got. The number of songs that we played per hour increased starting at Thanksgiving. And then, say, the week and a half or maybe two weeks, depending on what day of the week Christmas would fall that year, uh, it would be all Christmas music. Uh, that changed. The, the format changed. The frequency changed. And uh, unfortunately, in some of the latter years, people were not interested in playing Christmas music. Mm-hmm. And I... and. And I don't, I don't particularly like that. Now, here in Tampa, we've got a station that plays Christmas music. Uh, they started right around uh, uh, Thanksgiving playing Christmas music. Tom, I can't listen to it. Uh, 20% of it is novelty. And, and, you know, novelty Christmas music is fine, but how many times do you want to hear that Grandma got run over by a reindeer? <laughs> Uh, or redneck Christmas, or something like that. It's uh, uh, novelty. Novelty songs have their place, but I think around Christmas time, if you're going to play Christmas music, play Christmas music. But that's uh, that's speaking. That's someone speaking who's not in the business anymore. So I don't have any input. In well, it. I think that Christmas music indeed is is one of the things that 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 is memory laden, like Christmas movies, for instance, and that's things correct. that that we're attached to and. We can remember Oh Holy Night or uh, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear or whatever from uh, Adeste Fidelis from when we were children. And, and, and it's always a part of the Christmas season. And I'm kind of like you. I, I don't mind a few uh, uh, versions of uh, the, the chipmunks or whatever. In fact, I, as I related a story in another part of this program, I got into trouble for playing Grandma Got Run Over by a Christmas Tree. <laughs> I played six hours of Christmas music that I really thought was good, a little secular, a little religious, you know, but all uh, respectful. And right. and somebody called and requested that, and I played it, and I was denounced for, for, for doing it. <laughs> it was when the song first came out. But but it is sort of what people expect uh, yeah. or at, this, at this time of year. But, of course, in the years that we're talking about, our format changed. And That's correct. Beginning in the 80s, we played less and less music as we became a more – news talk oriented station and so on uh, did did you have a Christmas party in the early days that uh, of the sort that I described a little earlier where somebody would preside over visits from the staff members I, I you know I don't I don't remember that taking place uh, in the early in the early days no uh, it seems to me that that started maybe in the uh, early to mid 80s Mm-hmm. When they were uh, thinking of something to put on, I know for years and years we had uh, uh, a program. I think it was on tape that was twenty-four hours of Christmas music, mm-hmm. and it—I mean, it was—it was for stations to use around Christmas time, especially when uh, a lot of the staff was 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 off for Christmas. Uh, we would have uh, the part-time people coming in or people who wanted to work on Christmas to make extra money or whatever it was, and they played the tapes. Well, in fact, the first Christmas that I worked at WPTF, I worked from noon till 6 on Christmas Day, 
that was the aforementioned uh, uh, debacle when I played <laughs> when Grandma got run over by the Christmas tree. But uh, um, I, I think the I, I was trying to remember. I think Dick Stork actually put together the first uh, announcers around the the microphone sort of thing for Christmas Eve. And I'm thinking it was maybe in the uh, early to, to mid-1980s. Right. So that and was, it's a relatively new thing. Most of, most of the time before then, it was generally just music. And I know on Christmas Day, uh, it was all music. We have a good recording of uh, two men that I know you had a lot of uh, uh, respect for and, and uh, were colleagues of, and that is Bill Jackson, who I think actually hired you. Bill and, Jackson hired me. And Wally Osley uh, doing a version of uh, A Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, with a little sound effects. And uh, it was it's really a fun thing to listen to. I think they did this about 1970 or 1971, which was probably just before you came. One of the things I think that maybe changed over the years, I'm guessing, is that Christmas started earlier and earlier. Uh, yes. Uh, back. Uh, back in the days when I first got into broadcasting, we we really didn't uh, start the Christmas until the first of December, and then again it was on a formatted basis where you maybe would play one Christmas song an hour, then maybe the next week you would play uh, two or three an hour, and then kept working your way to to the big week uh, where you went wall to wall Christmas music. Uh, but, yes, starting it earlier and earlier, uh, I can remember when there was a big brouhaha about putting the Christmas parade actually right around Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I know when you and I were growing up in Goldsboro, where we both are from, the Christmas parade was usually about Pearl Harbor Day, right after Thanksgiving, the first week of December. It was usually the first weekend in, uh, because I was in the band. And we always looked forward to that Friday night. And the Christmas parade was at night in Goldsboro, and that's when they turned the Christmas lights on. Right, and Santa Claus climbed up on the front of the Hotel Goldsboro and waved at the kiddies. Did you ever cover a Christmas parade? I know uh, they have done it. Uh, they did it in the 80s after I worked at WPTF. They uh, covered it as it went down Salisbury Street downtown on they the radio. I, I never did it. Uh, I never covered the Christmas parade. I never covered the Christmas parade in Goldsboro, uh, even though the, the station I was working for there uh, covered the Christmas parade. As a matter of fact, they did it from the marquee of the Hotel Goldsboro. Where Santa Claus would arrive eventually. Where Santa Claus <laughs> would arrive, that's correct. I was at that station when they were doing the broadcast and did it for a couple of years after I went there. Uh, when I went to PTF, uh, it was they had gone away in 72, had gone away from covering uh, the Christmas parade wall-to-wall and were doing reports, uh, would do reports. I think uh, they had someone who would maybe over on St. Mary's Street or Hillsborough Street or wherever it was where the parade was starting, and they would do uh, a little blurb with uh, maybe the band director of a particular band or someone who was on a particular float, this sort of thing. We're talking with Johnny Hood. I'm going to just ask you one more question, Johnny, and it's something about your life today, uh, who uh, was longtime farm director, morning personality. He had his own neighborhood here in the morning uh, back in the early 1970s. But um, you now live in a place that I, I sort of imagine uh, 
it would be uh, uh, require some mental activity to conjure up a white Christmas. And that is to say, you retired and went off to the pleasant lands of warm Florida. Well, let me tell you something about uh, this area of the country. Uh, Christmas is is a big production, and here whole neighborhoods will be completely covered in lights. I mean, the houses, any palm trees, uh, all kinds of figures on the lawn. Uh, It's way past gaudy. It is so far (laughs) past gaudy that it starts to look good. And people will drive all over neighborhoods. It'll be in the paper that such and such neighborhood is is outstanding this year where uh, 89% of the the people who live in that particular neighborhood have decorated for Christmas. And there'll, there'll be long lines of cars driving up and down the streets looking at all of these Christmas lights. It's beautiful, and it gets you in the Christmas spirit. Uh, yes, we got the palm trees. I, I'm, I'm out on my lanai as I talk to you now uh, with the palm trees going, and uh, as a matter of fact, the irrigation equipment is, is running. I, uh, one, of, one of my uh, orange trees is in the final productions. I've, I've got my Valencias that'll be coming off right after Christmas. Uh, see, you can take the boy off the farm, but you can't take the farm out farmer out of the boy uh, there. Beautiful, beautiful, uh, <laughs> beautiful tree, and the Valencias are more for juice. We, we usually juice those, but my tangerines this year were some of the best there's ever been. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, yes, this is Florida. You don't need snow to get into Christmas. Well, you know, we used to drive around uh, uh, in small and medium-sized towns. That's all I can testify to because that's what I lived in. Uh, but and, and look at the Christmas tree lights. And, of course, North Carolina has the famous town of McIdenville, I think is what right. it's called. Well, there were, I think there were about three towns at one time that did that. McAdamville was one. Uh, there was one up close to Charlotte that went all out. And then there was uh, a block. I think it was just a just a maybe five or six homes in Pine Level. Uh, you know where Pine Level? Oh, is. I do uh, know where Pine right. Level is. Every year, I think it started out with neighbors seeing who could outdo each other, <laughs> and that became an attraction. Over on Penny Road, when I lived on Penny Road, when I worked at uh, PTF, uh, there was a gentleman uh, on Penny Road that just. Every year he added something. Uh, one year he'd have a dinosaur. The next year the dinosaur would be there, but he added a fire truck. And so it kept getting bigger and bigger, like Topsy. It growed and growed. <laughs> and people would <laughs> block traffic. I mean, they had to get the sheriff's department out to direct traffic, people driving by to see that. So, yes, and it, it's the same thing down here. I'm going to have to stop you now because Mike Rayleigh's going to kill us both if we don't stop at this particular point. <laughs> Reminiscing about some things that have to do with Christmas past here and there and everywhere with Johnny Hood, longtime staff member of WPTF, who we are thankful is uh, is living the life of leisure on his lanai in Florida. Thank you for being with us tonight, well, Johnny. To, to one or two people that maybe still remember me from the days I was at PTF, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and many more happy ones in the years ahead.